Thank you all for joining me and uh, my buddy Jared Sandoval for the Triple T for Knife Makers podcast. This is episode one, and folks, it's probably going to be pretty rough because uh, we're new at this, so uh, bear with us. Jared, how's it going? Good, buddy. How about yourself? It's going all right. This is good. <laughs> I'm nervous. This, this is uh, a new too. thing for me. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that time you put me in front of the camera uh, to do the YouTube video. Uh, that's it's right. They're yeah. like, oh, you know, this is easy. But I can see it. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice now. This is great. I love this. These uh, human got, folks. Got, got me off my game. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And for everyone coming from the, the YouTube channel that expects me one way, I can tell you a little PSA. You're going to see the raw... Uh, Dennis Terrell here, <laughs> like Jared said, the, J the Jared version. Um, so uh, probably not something you want to listen to uh, near the kids. Uh, there's probably going to be some language and some funny stories. So, uh, yeah, be warned. You've been warned. So, Jared, since maybe not everybody knows you, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Give us the origin story. Oh, the origin story. Well, yeah, my name is Jared Sandoval. Um, go by Echo Blades. Um, very comfortable with saying I'm a newer knife maker. Um, I, but now that I think about it, it's been two and a half years. Yeah, it's been two and a half years. And um, trying to... Uh, the journey's been really 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 incredible right it's it's a funny story i mean we want to talk about origin and i guess i can get there but like i think this is a good segue into kind of like where i'm at right now because if i say two and a half years ago i was <clears throat> playing a video game with some friends and i had just started collecting pocket knives like i, I literally I, I spent fifty dollars on a spider code tenacious folder blade and i just you know, I was trying to explain to my wife why I just spent $50 on a knife that we could buy, you know, Walmart for a couple bucks. And it was a major purchase. And, you know, and I was like, you know, it's, it's for the boys, right? You know, kind of just doing my thing. And uh, the that led into me watching some YouTube of some guy doing a mod on because a lot of the, the EDC community, they do a lot of modifications to these folder knives. And I saw somebody take one of these knives apart and dip it in this like really dangerous uh, acid stuff and <laughs> like put a, a stone wash finish on it. Right. And I was just like, all right, here we go. So um, I did that. But I mean, you guys, it's it's hilarious now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, right? I had full gloves on, like the big rubber gloves. <laughs> and I, and I, I cracked the bottle of ferric chloride like ten feet away from me because I didn't want to get it all over me. Um, it was it was pretty funny. But I did that stonewash uh, mod on this knife, and then I told my buddies that I was gonna I was gonna make a knife, right? And we play a video game, Call of Duty, and. Uh, our, our clan tag was called echo unit. And, you know, I said, you know, I'm just going to do, I'm going to say the first fuck on the, on the podcast. <laughs> you, you get the work. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I was like, fuck you guys. I'm going to make a knife. I'm going to make a real knife and I'm going to, you know, call my name echo blades. And it was all just a joke, you know? And, you know, I started, that's how it all started. Really started watching YouTube and, uh, came across, you know, uh, I think it was actually, uh, 
Redbeard James was the first video that I saw. He he made a his like introduction or how to make a knife cheap, you know, with basic tools or something like that. And it kind of was like um the light went on. The- yeah, it was like <laughs> do this. It was like a sort of like it was like magic, right? Because you see, you see all these knives, and you know they, they're they're one piece and they're made, right? But like how they how it gets to that point was like just completely foreign, right? So, but he kind of unlocked like the whole process for me and made it like seem possible. So, you know, shout out to to James over there at, at Redbeard because like it, it really all started after I watched that video and it just unleashed this neurodivergent brain of mine to just absolutely hyper focus on like this thing and two and a half years later you know i'm i'm where i'm at now making knives that i never thought were possible and uh and it's been it's been a crazy journey but um yeah so that's that's how it all started and you know uh met dennis on this wing and a prayer type of uh hell mary post on facebook i i i kind of Relate it to um, like a. It was it literally was a hail mary because I, uh, what was it? It what's the um, blade forums? That's what it was. Blade forums. They suggested that you connect with makers in your local community and don't use a name like Blade Master Five Thousand. Like use your real <laughs> name. Like I don't know why that sticks out to me, but it really did. Like so, you know, and 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 try to connect with somebody and. So I put this message out on, on this Facebook group. Uh, what is it? The, the big one. Um, oh, bladesmithing for beginners. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, there's like, oh, there's a couple people, like a hundred thousand people. In that. Is it, is it, it's yeah, huge, 100, right? almost 150,000 people in that one. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, I'm in a new maker from Bay area, California. And you know, anybody local here. And it was weird. Cause it started in like, um, LA northern way northern california and like started to like creep closer into vacaville whoever this dude is man I, I, i'll probably never meet him and i don't remember his name but like I, he was like hey i'm gonna make you know and i was like cool i checked him out and i <laughs> i did some uh facebook research and i and i saw it i was like nope <laughs> you're gonna kill me <laughs> so, you can so end up in like, a barrel someday somewhere. oh yeah hell no so <laughs> I, I i moved on and then uh and then you reached out to me and i was like you know and then yeah, through james that that whole um what was it the the first youtube challenge the Kyoto. yeah and you're like yeah check out my video and i'm like holy shit like i, I watched this guy yeah and little die now you know here we are yeah it's funny because and, and for everyone else um jared and i are like we live like 20 minutes apart in like a oh, different yeah. town but 20 minutes apart and uh, he drives by my house every day to go to work. So uh, every I think day, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's cool. Um, and it's funny that you have a totally different entry into knife making than I did. Like you came from the collector EDC side. I never, I never even owned a knife. I never collected knives. My son did, but I was never into. Still not into collecting knives. Um, it, I came from like, I wanted to do the, you know, the, the artsy knives like that. I, that's why I want to get in. I had no interest in production knives. I didn't want, I didn't, didn't care about them. I still don't not really into production knives that much. I can appreciate them, but I'm, I'm just not a collector type, but it's an interesting perspective to hear like you and Brent Baldman and 
that trip to, you know, from Blade Show to Florida where you guys are talking <laughs> about EDCs and this and that. And it was like, that's yeah. an eye opener for me to like how much you guys are into the production knives and you know all the aspects of it and how important well, certain things are. I think it's important for me to to say that like, uh, and I, maybe you yourself too, you can relate or not, or somebody else out there, I don't know. But like, I'm really not a knife guy. Like the, the progression of how this all started from like my very first purchase of a pocket knife was in like April of 21. And I started making knives in like August of 21. So okay. like it, it was like, but you know, the way I kind of get down, I, I obsess over things and get, go all in. And then it's all I, I can think about. And so in that short span, I, I ended up buying like, you know, 10 pocket knives and got into fixed blades and all, all like whoop <laughs> lickety split. But you know, the, 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 the other thing I was going to say is that prior to knife making, like my wife and I always joke, um, that, you know, she would, she would fix things around the house. Um, I could go into home Depot and literally turn around and walk out in like five minutes. Cause there was nothing in there that interests me. I, and I say this with a complete and hundred percent honesty prior to a couple, maybe six months before I started making, I had made a built a bench, um, to, uh, do some, to try to be a man, <laughs> to have like a garage and like have a tool and do something. It was right when COVID happened. I think a lot of us kind of tried to get, you know, into some things, but, um, that, that was, uh, I was the first time I ever cut a piece of wood on purpose. Like, I was 40 something years old. I'm 44 now. So 41 so three years ago. Like, so making knives, not only did I have to learn how to like the process of making knives, but like using tools that could like, you know, kill me. Um, I still have like a deathly fear of the angle grinder. Like that. Oh, I, that I don't that's like, a healthy fear to have. <laughs> it is a healthy fear. I realize that. And, and I think, uh, who put the fear of the buffer into me? Um, yeah, Hinnenkamp, though, he's the, you know, oh. director of, you know, emergency ER or something. And he was talking about, you know, yeah, somebody yeah. catching a, a, you know, and, and I was just like, oh, God. So those two. But, um, yeah, learning how to I never knew what a grinder was, n never owned a drill, like the whole thing. So it's been like super data overload for me to uh, from where I am right now, like. I'll have to send this to you, Dennis, a video. I might do a, a post, actually. My wife just sent me a uh, a picture of our garage when it was a garage. Oh. <laughs> and and now what it is now, it's 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 uh, it's pretty damn cool, actually. I remember when you had the little corner when I came over to yeah. help you with the putting in the 220. And now it's like the whole thing, like the whole not thing. even that yeah. back section. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the whole thing. Every Everything in there is except for some above storage, which I'm thinking about getting rid of because I could put some other stuff in dust. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really that, but no, that'll stay well, there. I, I can tell you in the two plus years I've known you to see you move from like the first knife you made to now like that chef knife you showed me last week or the week before that has like a perfectly straight grind. It's got like a, five thousandths on the edge or maybe ten thousandths, whatever, perfectly straight. Like that's a, you've come a long way and uh, I think your knives are awesome now. So, oh man, I appreciate it. I appreciate that a lot. That means a lot for you guys that watch the, 
the videos and the YouTubes and stuff, you know, like obviously Dennis has been a, a huge help mentor that's kind of developed into a, a, a really good friendship and like, but how much I, I, I want to express how grateful I am, but also how lucky it is to, you know, have somebody, I mean, it's pretty cool. Cause when I met you, you were like little Terrell knife works. Like it just, you just have to, I don't know. I, I've said this before to other people, but it like this meteoric fucking rise from, you know, just being a smaller thing into the, you know, like what, what it is now. Um, that's been fun to watch. And, you know, on this side of the things, man, like seeing the things that you do is, you know, you you really fantastic work. And uh, it's, it's really, 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 I'm pretty sure everybody hates me because, you know, (laughs) I, I I have a strong sense of like, there, some people are just like this guy, you know, but I mean, it's pretty cool to see all this stuff get built, you know, um, as I stop by after work or something and, um, yeah, see the real progression and stuff. It's been fun. And obviously you and I know we've become really close friends. So that's, yeah. I wouldn't have anybody else on this podcast with me. Uh, I appreciate that, man. And I, and I have no idea what, what I'm doing, how we're doing this, why I'm doing this. Uh, you know, it's just kind of this whole journey for me has just really been about doing things that I, I'm not comfortable doing. I getting out of myself, uh, reaching out to people, uh, saying yes, when I really want to say no, um, trying something instead of talking myself out of it, you know, cause I have a, a lot of self doubt about, you know, I never considered myself to, to make anything right. And to, and the amount of vulnerability that, you know, a maker does when he shares his work with, you know, the, the world, I say my, I, (laughs) that's why like, I'm going to pitch, uh, Lawrence right now, buddy. I'm still proposing that, you know, this, this badass 1300 followers on IG, but (laughs) if you, uh, come and support this guy, no, but I mean, when I say the world, but you know, with anybody, it's, it's really a vulnerable state where you just like, you put everything into this and then you, you hand it to somebody and, you get somebody that's, you know, respectful, you get a douchebag, you get a, you know, uh, somebody that's gives you some honest feedback, somebody that doesn't give a shit that, you know, it's, it's really a, a, a weird experience, you know, I, I told I think the, everybody the, should try it. The, the class, the guy I had over for a class this weekend, I told him the, uh, the Mike V story when you handed him uh, your knife. For that. <laughs> oh <laughs> God. <laughs> Speaking of, that's why I can't see you. I don't have my glasses, but <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike Vagnino's my master smith. I went to, and when I went for my journeyman test, uh, Jared came along. Um, and uh, if if you don't know Mike Vagnino, you really should talk to him at Blade Show. He's a really funny guy, but uh, he's just got a demeanor about him. And he's an old guy, right? He's sitting there, and he's like, looks at the knife, and he and he looks up at Jared, and he goes, "Well." Do you want me to kiss your ass, or do you want me to give? Do you, what exactly do you say? Do you want me to give it to you, or something like that? It yeah, was, he's, uh, he's like you. What you want? You want the truth? He like he came down like, <laughs> come out of his glasses, looked down, you know, with his eyes looking up towards me, and was like, you know, do you really want it? And I was like, yes, come on, bring it, you know. And I was feeling pretty confident uh, with my number five knife, and uh, <laughs> he starts looking at it, and I'm just like, oh my god. And then he, uh, he just stops and looks up at me. He goes, if you're going to fucking hand sand, fucking hand sand. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, 
Uh, and I was like, oh, so, okay. And he's showing me all my J hooks and lines going this way and this way. And, ah, oh, it was brutal. But uh, every time I'm hand sanding, yeah. yeah, every time I'm hand sanding, that's what I hear about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, all in, all in good, good thing. Great guy, dude. Uh, really, 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 really helpful you know he's i've talked with him uh, on messenger and stuff and every time i show him something he's you know gives me the good and the bad you know so yeah and that's what you need someone who's not because and this is what i i feel like if you ever watch like the original episode the the first season of like american idol all these people get on here and like your family just must kiss your ass and tell you you're good and you get on here and you suck like yeah don't don't surround your people with people that are just going to kiss your ass every time because that's not good for an artist yeah. or someone who's creating, right? You need feedback. No. I, yeah. And unfortunately, I have a bunch of people that tell me the truth. So. Are you talking about me? Yes. <laughs> I only want to make you better, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Uh. Oh, well, you want to talk about failure. So... Uh, and part of the part of this podcast is I called it the Triple T podcast because I do want to kind of marry it with the Thursday video. So we have a discussion point of like, hey, what happened in the Thursday Triple T videos? We'll touch on that. So for the last three episodes, I've been doing a little a little blurb on a little series on stainless Damascus. And I don't mean stainless sand, I mean actually layering stainless steel and making Damascus. And if you've never tried that, it is an angry bitch. Um, it is a it is a really tough process because stainless. It turns out stainless steels don't really like to get forged, <laughs> at least the ones I'm using. So after probably twelve hours and two hundred bucks in steel. I have a big lump that's going in the trash. The whole thing. Whole thing. Oof. Yeah. So in the last video, um, I was doing, and so I'll back it up for people who maybe haven't seen the video. So I did a video a couple of months ago where I had a total failure, called up Josh Prince, who's a, if you don't know Josh Prince, go look him up. Excellent knife maker, has done stainless a whole bunch of times, has had success with stainless. He gave me some pointers. So I moved to, you know, feeding argon into a can via a big, you know, a pipe that I use as my handle, feed argon through that. So managed to do the initial stack, um, forge welded that, cut, restack. That went well. And then there's just so much waste on stainless Damascus that by the end of it, uh, a billet that was two inches by four inches by three inches was less than half of that. So I figured I would stack it with some, a couple other pieces of stainless and do kind of a, kind of like a layered construction with Damascus cladding. Well, I got a, I got a little too fast, a little too ahead of myself, decided because what you need to do is forge this stainless steel, forge weld it slowly, carefully, and then anneal it. And uh, at least that's my vision. Anneal it for four hours in the oven and don't try to draw it out and then draw it out in the next session. So I got all confident because I had two successes and 
tried to draw it nail out, it? snap the weld. Uh, I, I managed to forge weld it back together, but the steel in the very core has just riddled with cracks. Ouch. So you can see all kinds of like cracks all over the edge. Um, I just, I ground out the profile and I did a false. I've only done the false edge and there's, it's full of cracks like the Ooh. very core steel. The Damascus cladding looks awesome, but the core steel is garbage, which is the cutting edge. So totally that's fail. the, that's the CPM that you yeah. added, right? You did. Yeah. So it's a CPM has got such a narrow forging range. And if it gets exposed to air, it gets too hot. It just crumbles. It's like, mm. uh, I can't even describe it. It's like forging. <laughs> like, like what happened at, uh, correction when you were, uh, you know, you, you were in the coal. Oh yeah. My and, snake. Yeah. Your snake <laughs> just melted. Like that's yeah. what it looks like. It's just go all crumbly. So Goodness. I'll do a little summary video on this Thursday about it. Telling everybody we're recording this uh, Monday night. So I'm not sure exactly when we're going to, going to produce this first episode, but never. Maybe, no. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe never. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that was the uh, adventure of my week. Um, so how much time goes into, uh, you said money, uh, you gave me a dollar figure, a couple hundred bucks. How much time goes into this? I'm, I'm going to say air quote failure, but I don't, I don't believe it to be that, but I mean, it, it, it's a failure it, as in, I don't have an end product. Of course I learned something, so it's not a total fail, but um, the thing is there's, let's How say an hour, an hour of prep, two hours of forging just to get the forge well. Okay. Then there's the drawing. So that's another hour and a half, whatever to draw it. Uh, oh, four and, hours anyway, of anneal in between that, a four hour anneal between that. So it's in the oven for four hours. Um, and I'm, I'm doing this over many days. So if you're, if you're counting up the hours, that's just the first draw. Then so it's eight hours into the first draw. Yeah. So then a cut and restack. So there's an hour prep, the re like the restack and then forging out the restack or forging, forge welding the restack and then forging that out. So there's another, what, four hours, five hours and then prep forge weld, but that's when it failed. So it's probably hmm. 12 to 14 hours just to get to the point that I'm at. Hmm. But that's like the second restack. So, you know, if I started with more layers, I probably wouldn't have maybe not had to do that second restack. That's why a lot of people just do, um, cause Ira housework just did one where, um, he did a, he did a knife made out of stainless Damascus, but he never did a restack. He just did one, Forge welded it and then forged it into a knife. Hmm. So maybe I should start with that next time. It's not like you're ambitious or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so, I mean, that's, that's awesome. It's always good to watch, uh, you know, <laughs> I did. You'll probably hear me bust Dennis's balls a lot because I, I always try to, you know, there's, there's the, the awesome stuff that he does and he shares and, you know, but I always try to like bring him down here with us normal folk, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that try things and mess up all the time. And 
you know, I think yeah, it was talking to Brent one time, long time ago, uh, bald man. And, you know, I was like, I, I just, I had, sometimes I get so in the beginning, I'd be so nervous, like to, to like grind. Right. Cause I was just, it was always like a surprise, you know, when you put, put the knife to the plat and, you know, knowing it takes skill, it takes time. Right. And, and, and I think we're all still learning, but you know, it was like, it was like a surprise every time I'd pull it off and check it. But you know, the next time it was like any moment I could just trash the piece, you know? So all this trepidation behind, you know, it, not messing something up, you know? Right. And I think it's a big, big lesson to just like, yeah, fuck it, man. You're, he, 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 that's what he said. He's like, I think we're all just trying not to junk metal here, you know, <laughs> trying not to turn, you know, this metal into, into the junk pile, which I don't know why that stuck with me or why that popped in my head. Yeah. And I think there's a certain amount of like going up to the grinder with confidence. And, and of course that only comes with time, right? You can't have confidence before you know what you're doing. So I guess it's hand in hand, but um, yeah, I mean, when you're scared of the grinder, it's not going to go well. And I think, yeah, that the, the first time you showed me the, um, <clears throat> the rest grinding on the rest, that was, that was after we had done that. I, I went back and I had, you know, that was the first time, like, I was like, Oh my God, like I feel, I had, I had some confidence and then, and then you started actually moving metal and getting stuff off and start making things, you know, come the way you kind of picture it. You know <laughs> what I've learned if I've learned anything here this past couple of years, it's been that that my ambition far exceeds my skill set. <laughs> so <laughs> I've had to really dumb down a lot of knives. Like what I see in my head, like everything I draw up or I see or I try to, you know, create it, it. I don't think I've ever made one that comes out the way that I had planned because, you know, I like all these fancy grind lines and these, you know, sweat, you know, it's like it, it's not that oh. easy, you know, so. I think you're too hard on yourself. I think your knives have have progressed amazingly in the last two years. Well, I, I I do appreciate that, but like if I, said, I if I showed you the knife that that chef knife, if I showed you that two years ago, you wouldn't have believed you would have got there. No, I wouldn't have. But it's been you know it's been a, there's been a lot. Accounting how many knives I've actually made because I have a real, real problem with finishing knives. Apparently, uh, you know, I have under like 30, 30 completed, uh, definitely under 30. I don't, I'd have to actually sit back and count. Um, quite a few in various stages, but um, finished products is there's not been that big. I mean, like, again, you're, you're you don't know what the hell you're doing, you have zero tools, like, it, it's taken. I mean, all of last year was really like tool acquisition and shop building and, you know, and making tools to make tools. I mean, that's something I, you know, I can't believe I forgot the, the best part about, uh, this whole process is, you know, is there's too many best to say, but, you know, one of them is meeting people like Dennis. Uh, the other one is, um, my buddy, Tony Satani from hourglass knives, um, random guy I worked with, um, knew him and kind of introduced us. And I, again, it's all about like taking chances and, you know, just uh, guy gave me this, his number and I just called him and, and if anybody knows Tony, he talked to me in Spanish for the first like three minutes that I called him. 
I've never spoken to this man a day in my life. And he's like, hello, hola, que tal? Ah, bien, bien. I don't even think he speaks like real Spanish, but he was, uh, he just, that's the kind of dude he is, right? And I I guess he was just trying to see if I was going to hang in there, you know? Um, but <laughs> Tony Dennis. Doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak Spanish. I'm the worst Mexican in this from this planet, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and uh, I can prove that uh, case in point time and time again. But um, then I, I had a buddy that, uh, one of my best friends that I grew up with and in, in, uh, is in my wedding. And uh, the dude was a, a machinist since we graduated high school. And, um, we've gone, you know, life goes on, you go your separate ways and somehow we reconnected and, and I had told him I want to make a knife and he's like, Oh, I'm going to try it. But this, is Jeff, like, this is Jeff. Yeah. He's like yeah. a master machinist. And like that's that guy has single-handedly opened up all of this to be possible. We have built him and I, like I say it, I dream it. And he helps me build it. Like everything that we've done, the uh, grinders, like, I, I mean, the amount of money I've saved and how, what the things that we have made and like the cool ideas that he comes up with and just the process of getting together and like building things. He told me that it was make, make tools to make tools. Changed my life. One of the most profound things I've ever heard in my life. And I still to this day, like I was just, just this weekend, we're... You know, I got two new brand new things in there that I'm going to hopefully break the internet with again, like, like the Miami vice and some things, you know, that, uh, I'm intrigued. Have I, you told me about these? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's, it's really, it's really cool. Like that and that friendship too, you know, cause like, he's, he's my best friend, but what I've learned from him and the amount of time that this dude has put into this numb nuts knife making dream you know um and he has zero interest in knives like uh, we were just uh, together with another buddy of ours um derek miles uh and he uh i was like yeah and i don't think he really he, nope i don't like this shit at all <laughs> i just like making things <laughs> like not even a little bit not even a tiny bit zero so right. if, you ever, if you ever get to the point of uh, doing like CNC production on knives, then maybe you'll you'll spark his attention. But until then, no. He, I, dude, if it, it's it's not the the process, like the making of everything he's into, it's just like at the end, you just put not the leader knife there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, but. Well, he's a good friend to have, though, because uh, I've i never seen a shop for what I've heard. What, he's got a lathe that's like, what, 20 feet long or something like that? Yeah, it's, yeah, he's, he's got some really, really, the shop is something that, yeah, we can't, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like it's, yeah, it's, there's too much, it's too much for me to try. And to be honest with you, I don't know what half the shit is that's in there, so, you know, a lot of things make noise and cut things and. I'm kidding, but no. <laughs> a lot of stuff and a uh, couple mills and just cool. They make art. I've asked. So, so my wife works at uh, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory here in Livermore. And uh, I've, always bugged, I've always bugged her that, uh, you know, I want to, they have a massive shop there. Like, like this is where they design some of like, nuclear weapons and stuff. And I'm like, I want to get in that machine shop. I want to see that machine shop. And they're like, 
no effing way are we letting a Canadian foreign national <laughs> in. <laughs> you can't even say laboratory. Get out of here. <laughs> laboratory, laboratory, whatever. Yeah. American. <laughs> What's this all about? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what, and, and, you know, another thing about knife making is I have never in my very limited life, I guess, uh, met so many damn Canadians. I, 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 my first year at Blade Show, I was standing in the circle and uh, I look around and I'm, I got Cutter, Nick, Nick Tobin, Nate, uh, Freaking uh, Lawrence and Dennis and I mean they're they're saying all these words like hosers and uh, but and I'm like what the hell is going on here like where the hell am I I'm outnumbered by Canadians I'm, I'm you, pretty you sure had to call Brian over, over just to even the odds yeah that's right yeah I had to tell him because I was like man how many Canadians in Hayward California I'll tell you that uh, well, I'm sure there's a few I didn't know. <laughs> There's another man who's an inspiration, I think, to us all, Mr. Brian House. Uh, so he's been helping me uh, with this this hand sanding machine and giving me some advice. So uh, getting closer to the um, to the second prototype, kind of made the first prototype with scraps, and uh, now he did it the, the Jeff wheel. and Jared way. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Something yep. I, I can I can actually get machine. So um, uh, I'm 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 hearing Brian in my head like, oh, you need to learn Fusion three hundred and sixty. So I broke down in the last couple of weeks and uh, bought Fusion three hundred and sixty, paid for it because I had the free version and just yeah, that's what I have that I don't use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then did this great video series. I I don't have YouTube up in front of me, but I wish I could shout out the guy's name, but this guy that did like learn fusion 360 in 30 days. And I think I'm on video number 16 of 22. Um, really great series. If you guys are thinking about learning fusion 360, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, really great series. Like kind of opened my eyes to everything I was doing wrong when I first tried it. Like I feel like looking at my old designs and like, like fucking idiot. You didn't know what you're doing. Um, I'm probably still in a month. I'm probably going to say the same thing about my current designs, but um, it's come a long way. So I uh, got the whole thing, the whole sanding me, the hand sander um, defined in fusion 360. So I'm ready to, to do another manual milling, do it by hand. And then if all goes well, I'm almost ready to start machining parts. Really? Just got, just got to do the enclosure. That's the, that's the mystery part yet. I haven't got to those in the videos yet. So, oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm glad the, you actually shared that. Uh, I know you and I had talked about you. You know, you're dreaming. I remember any. I got a, I got a top secret thing going on, Jared. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, I'm like, well, you better tell me. You know, like you see, tells me, oh, I'm going to make a, a hand sanding machine. I'm like, oh my god, I thought you were going to cure something, but. Uh, <laughs> So Maybe I get at the I beginning will. of the year when you, when you did, yeah, when you did, there you go. When you did share it though, I was, um, I was glad you, you kind of put it out there because the, the concept is cool. Um, I think right now, currently as I'm hand sanding that knife you're talking about, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I'm well, interested. As soon as I get this official prototype, this official prototype done, I'm going to send you home with the first prototype. There you go. Um, so you can uh, you can use that one and uh, put it through the ringer, like yeah. concept wise, and let me know what you think of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I got to keep building on the on the and you know just like Brian, I I'm really echoing Brian in my head now because like everything he went through. You know, when he was doing Gen 1, Gen 2, the revolution, like I I know it's not that complex of a project, but I kind of feel like, you know, that kind of excitement on like building a machine, like designing something. And it's uh, it's really fun. I didn't expect uh, the tool making to be the machine, machine creation to be that interesting, but it really is. I'm really into it. Yeah, I think, well, I mean... I love how many times Echo has been said. It's pretty cool. Echo Blades, <laughs> folks. Echo Blades. <laughs> um, the it's really easy for for Brian to kind of get inside your your wheelhouse because the dude's super relatable. Um, everybody in the way he shares his work, and you know, everybody sees how how he hustles and and going through the that are the revision after revision. And, you know, by the time we see it, you know, who God knows how many times he's thought about, you know, doing it, but that right there for when, cause I, Jeff and I, when we built our first grinder, um, it was really kind of based off of the revolution. Um, and I think I'm on version three, of that, the original one. So we, the first two new bodies, this one started off this gigantic hunk of all steel. And now this, the current V3 is, uh, is all aluminum. There's, there's nothing steel on there except the, um, the platinum, a couple, a couple of things, but, uh, you know, the pneumatic tensioning arm, all that, it, the whole thing is, is aluminum now. So, but I only bring that up to say, <clears throat> revisions are awesome like it, the process of trying and failing and like god it, it, the the funniest thing he tells me sometimes is like he's like so tell me everything it needs to do uh, that's easy everything right <laughs> <laughs> and then we build it and then i'm like yeah i don't need it to do that that's stupid you know and he's like you know how much time <laughs> we put into this yeah so yeah <laughs> but i mean it's like i don't know i don't i i a i don't know what i'm doing and and two like i, I you got to use it to to go through it and you know like you're doing with this with the sanding machine now you know it's the development is it's it's really fun it is yeah. really fun yeah it's and been, frustrating it's it's slower it, it, uh, I, I feel for Brian because like the prototyping of this and the engineering and the the revisions takes way longer than you think. Like, oh, I'm going to replace this one part with a different design. Uh, just okay. I got to cut that. And I got to find. I got to mill the parts and I got to drill the holes and I got to measure it up and I got to do the design. And it's like I take days just just switching apart on the machine. Um, so I feel for the whole yep. prototyping phase. It's way longer than what, you know, what you people think. Maybe you don't, maybe you're used to it, but you know, well, yeah, I mean, there's the people about, that good. I was going to say when um, Brian's talking about the doors, the new doors on the hammer forge and how he was like, he wanted the door to flip down and he was looking for feedback from the community. And I, I know he went through two or three options on those doors. 
Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is gone to the abyss. So <laughs> it'll come <laughs> back. <laughs> it will. This, this happens a lot. So, yeah, but that's, what's going on in my world. Um, um, yeah, I got a, a, a call from, uh, Frank Machado from, uh, two bastards, uh, hammers, and Smithy, I forget the actual name, but um, today he asked me if I was going to Blade, Texas. So don't worry, I don't have like the major FOMO that I'm going to be going. But um, but uh, sounds like a lot of a lot of folks are getting geared up for Blade, Texas in uh, another not even it's like that's three in Fort, Fort Worth or Dallas. Fort Worth. Not, that's the only one I haven't been to. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, I really like Fort Worth as like the town, like city of Fort Worth. So yeah. there's a really cool downtown there. So I actually like that the most. Um, like the show is fun, but um, I thought it was fun kind of hanging around Fort Worth. Um, and the show's the show's a good show. It's certainly bigger than the one in Utah. Um, I think the Utah one will grow, but it so. was a lot better than. Well, I don't. I don't know if it was better than Long Beach to me personally, because oh, the, yeah, the Long Beach one was my first one. I mean, that's where. I, I walked into that thing and I was like, Oh my God, there's Sniff. This is so amazing. And you're like, just wait till Atlanta. I'm like, there's, there's nothing going to be better than this. And, <laughs> and then we get to Atlanta. Uh, had, I, I, had I already been to Atlanta? You had. Okay. You showed, you had a table there. I had a table at, in at Long Beach Blade, at Blade West. Yeah. But you had just I, got back from Atlanta. Cause you were, you were all about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Um, yeah. And I was like, man, this is, yeah. Hey, for those that didn't know, they held a blade blade West at, um, during COVID they held blade West in California, heart of COVID. <laughs> uh, so there was mass. There was some mass girls. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you had to show vaccine to get in and, uh, the tables were probably, 15 feet apart. It was so few, like they could have held it in an exhibit hall. That was half the size of the one they used. Yeah. Yeah. So it just looked really weird, but it didn't yeah, do well. it's, it's crazy. But the other, uh, the, uh, Utah was uh, better put together. I yeah. felt like the, that experience was pretty cool, but I mean, everything just those shows pale compared to, you know, yeah. the big guy size-wise and stimulation, I should say. Yeah, certainly this year, like we talked about, I'm going to kind of limit expenses and uh, hit Blade June for sure because I have a table and then um, keep and make your camp on the agenda for sure. I I think that's a must um, this year. Yeah. I think that's one event that's going to just blow up. I think it's going to be twice the size this year, three times the size next year. I think that event's going to be huge. I think so. I, there's no reason it shouldn't be. It's one of the best times I've ever had. Uh, I, I, ironically, though, I think it was due to the intimacy of, you know, how <laughs> not overwhelming it was for, you know, I'm yeah. not, you know, yeah, I, but- I, I'm a, one of those guys that's a, I'm an egotistical maniac with an inferiority complex that <laughs> loves and hates people all in the same breath. So, like, Atlanta's awesome, but Maker's Camp is just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool. 
Yeah, it's it's not often you can uh, hang out, you know, have lunch with Jeff Fader and Morocco at the same table, and uh, you know, chit chat with them, and then go f- do some flint napping and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, fanboying yeah. and flint napping. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, what a time! The, the name of the episode: fanboying and flint napping. <laughs> Because definitely, that's that's what I did most of the time. Besides trying to stay dry last year, but uh, yeah, those are yeah. the things that I want to do this year. Um, yeah, I think I've been. Well, I'm not gonna say that. The other cool thing is is moving on to greener pastures. But uh, so I'm. I think I'm just gonna miss. When is uh, Texas? Yeah, Texas. When is in it? Three weeks or something. It's a, it's the beginning of March, huh? It's it's in February this year. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so I'll be in Dallas for work um, the end of March. Oh, yeah, you'll miss it by a whole month. Because I, I think uh, it's like the, I want to say the, tw- I could be wrong, the 28th of Feb, but right around there um, when Blade, Texas is, something like that. It's like one of the last weekends. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Cause- of Feb, not March. So... Yeah, not this year. Maybe, maybe next year. And that was the one I usually would take my son Parker to, but uh, he's coming to Blade Show this year, so I might be sending him home with you, unless you're going up to Coy's place uh, uh, after the show or doing something with Brian and the and the boys. We'll see. Um, I just put it. I'm looking for Blade Show Texas, and I, I still put in Blade Show West. Cause I mean, I'm, that's, I'm like October. What the hell? Uh, yeah, no, I, if I don't, uh, end up doing something else, uh, I'll take Parker and, uh, we'll go party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's an episode. I think we're going to put this one in the can and, uh, move on to, record uh next week and uh hopefully make this a weekly thing and we'll see how it goes maybe we'll get better at this maybe we'll get worse who knows maybe yeah <laughs> maybe next time we're not riddled with absolute fear <laughs> we won't be able to talk this time <laughs> right uh, all right cool Well, thank you for joining me, and uh, we will say ta-da to everybody, and uh, hopefully people will hang out and check out the next episode. Nice, buddy. Thanks for having me. Thanks, folks. Good times. All right. I'm not going to be able to stay quiet through this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The rest of you don't get to watch Jared dance to the theme. Oh, I'm gigging. And that's a wrap, folks.